Hey there, Donna Ashton here for some real talk. Honestly, I don't like working that much, but I do like to make a lot of money. And I'm here to help you work less and make more so you can have your dream business. To be the boss on your terms, work when you want, from where you want, and maybe take Fridays off. This show is for coaches, consultants, and experts who want to leverage their time, make a bigger impact, and earn more money without working harder. Here's what you'll get on my show. Successful entrepreneurs revealing their best tips for a laptop lifestyle, my strategy and tools for creating courses, and the latest marketing trends to get your course sold. Basically, stories of real people living their dream business who also have the freedom to enjoy it. Hey there, Donna Ashton here, and welcome to episode 26. In this episode, I am going to kind of pull the curtain back on a process that's happened for me since the beginning of the year, and I wanted to share it here with you in hopes that if you have something similar going on, whether it's with what I've been talking, what I'll be talking about today, or just with something else, um, I wanted to highlight it because sometimes it's the things that are right in front of our nose, right? Like smack dab, smacking us on the head that we still can't see that make all the difference. So let's jump in. So I don't know if you're like me, but when it comes to the new year, like toward the end of the year, I'm starting to do all of this reflecting and I have these, you know, processes like how did you know, the past year goes, so I'd be like, how did 2020 go? What worked? What didn't work? I'm always like looking back to kind of do that. And then I usually do this probably in between Christmas and New Year's and then a little bit into the new year. Like, what is my vision for the upcoming year? And this year I didn't buy the usual planner. I've gotten those passion type planners the last few years and I start off with them and then I never use them. And I feel like I didn't want something that just sits here. So I found a different method and I found um, this girl online named Michelle B. And she had a great um, little planner that I end up buying on December 30th. So that tells you that's when I was in the middle of all of this. And the planner just got here. It was new and they had some printing issues, but I really just got this planner a few days ago. But I had the download, so I've been doing it since then. But there was a long questionnaire and a whole bunch of things at the very beginning about your dream map and life planning and all of this, which I've done many times before. But for whatever reason, the way she worded things, I really went through and I just filled it all out. And, you know, just over several days and weeks, I kind of went through this. And anyway, it was kind of enlightening in that I started looking at the things I wanted to do. I wanted to bring more joy into my life and my business. And when I started looking at things I loved to do, it became glaringly obvious that I had a lot of creativity and a lot of creative activities and things that I loved to do. And I know this, I know this about myself, right? I mean, I've been doing things my entire life and I'll go into it a little bit more, but it was like a light bulb moment went off when I owned the words, I am a creative. 
And even though I knew I could do all these things and I liked doing these projects and these little things, it was like something happened that was a shift for me as far as for my business and my life that I owned up to the fact that I am a creative. Because in the past, I would I consider myself an entrepreneur. Like I run a business, this is what I do. And when I think about a creative, I think of an artist or a singer or someone who makes jewelry or something where they're really living off that making, right? They are like painting and then they sell their paintings. Like they are making a living from their creativity. So to me, being a creative was just something I would do once in a while on the side, like these little hobbies, right? And that is really what I've been doing. Now to kind of circle around, as a very young child, I started dancing and singing and learning how to cross stitch and crochet from my grandmother. And then I just was always very interested in those kind of things. My mom was very crafty and artsy. So we were always like doing crafts, like, you know, taking toilet paper holders and making like little animals or something out of them. I don't know. We were always doing something and we were always cutting or pasting and using construction paper or whatever. And then as I got a little bit older, I, you know, I continued some of this, but um, I continued dancing and singing throughout my whole high school career, really wanted to be a singer. And I know you heard some of this on my other podcast, but in this context, um, I went to school for fashion merchandising and I wanted, I, I was a visual merchandiser, meaning I did the window displays and the dress, the mannequins, and it was fun. And I loved rearranging my room. Um, my mom probably got sick of me moving stuff around and painting my room when I lived at home in high school and junior high. And then, um, you know, I did a short stint in the visual merchandising. And uh, then I think I told you this in my other, my other episode, then I started working at corporate, but I wasn't like happy with that. So on the side, I started growing flowers. We moved into our first home once when we got, when I got married and then we lived in an apartment for a few years, then we finally bought our first home. And I was like, Oh, I can actually like plant flowers. And I realized quickly that I had a really green thumb and I loved flowers and herbs. I grew flowers. I grew herbs. I started that business where I was um, providing herbs to restaurants and I wanted to make crafts. Like I started reading all of these cool things about making, like being a maker back then there, that wasn't a thing <laughs> that, that wasn't a word you would use. And there was no internet really. It was just the very first year or two of the internet. So you had to get books and things like that. And it was just something I did on the side, but I always had this idea that I would be owning my own business of some kind. Anyway, then when I started my homeschool business and when I was homeschooling my kids, we used Waldorf education, which was very artsy. And it was so interesting when I, I had no idea, never heard of Waldorf education before. But when I decided to homeschool, um, I took this quiz and it came up on there and I started seeing this Waldorf education popping up and I thought, what is this? Let me go look and see. And when I looked into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what we're already doing. Only it has a name and it has a structure. So I jumped into that because 
really you're teaching your child. And I highly recommend if you have the opportunity to look into Waldorf education, I think it was the best thing ever. And because I was artsy and creative, it made it super easy and fun for me. Like we, you teach through stories and painting and drawing and coloring and art and movement and gardening and baking. And you're teaching your child how to knit and crochet and do all of these amazing things that my kids can do. And through those years, I was doing it with them. And then I was teaching because I started my, my um, business and I was, my courses and programs were all about how to do this stuff. So my life was filled with projects, sewing, um, just everything. And my kids loved it. And we had such a great time. We were doing projects all the time. So I didn't think about it as far as being a creative or not. And then my kids went to school. And um, then of course they weren't here as much. We were still doing some of that stuff, but as the years faded on and they became teenagers, they didn't want to do that stuff. And so I got busy in my, in my, in my other business and some of that stuff got pushed off to the side. Most of it actually did get pushed off. And I found myself the last few years, not doing much of that at all except for maybe around the holidays. Like I know last year I did like this knitting project every year. I make something for someone for Christmas. Like we used to sit down as a family, me and the girls and we would hand make all this stuff. And it was amazing. And then they were like, Oh, they just, we just want to buy something off Amazon. (laughs) And I'm thinking, gosh, it doesn't feel right. Like, and I'm not eating sugar. So we can't even make all the cookies we used to make and all the dessert. So it was like the last couple of years has just been, you know, not the same. I remember the week before Christmas going into my um, little craft room last year and making these little handmade angels or whatever you want to call them, some kind of little fairies um, needle felting these for my mom and for my sister. Like I always come up with something. Uh, this year I ended up doing nothing. I did no homemade gifts and it felt really weird. So probably all this was built up. And I'm thinking when the times when I don't have a project going, it feels like all I do is work all the time. And it's not to say I don't love my work as I do, but I need to be refueled. I need to get out in the garden. I, I was looking in the garden last year because of COVID and how we've had so much time. And I'm thinking, why have I not been out in this garden in like three years? It's overgrown. It's my yard is a mess. And so I've been you know, trying to do some weeding and trying to cut things back over the last six months to kind of go in and start over with, I used to, my gardens were beautiful. My house had like, it was amazing. And I'm thinking, when did I have time to do all of that? But it didn't, it was just part of my days. And I think what happened is I got thinking that these things were things that I had to try to fit in And I've been so busy with my business and, you know, the kids games as they've gotten older and going to soccer and going to basketball and volleyball games and things that it's just become something I had to try to fit in. And sometimes even thinking this is kind of like I'm wasting time. Instead, I should be over here doing something more productive in my business. And I think this has been harmful to me. And that's why I want to bring this out to you guys. Because I feel like instead of embracing 
my gifts and the love and the passion that I have for making things. And it doesn't even have to be things that are really complicated, but like, I, I see now how that reveals me. And I already knew this, like I would teach this <laughs> to my homeschool moms about going out and refueling yourself, going into the garden for maybe 30 minutes and then coming in or doing something you love and then coming back to your you know, regular day and you'll become, you'll be a different person. You'll be in a great mood. Things will flow a lot better, but I kind of forgot all about that. So I'm so grateful for this time and what has happened is that I, I kind of had this epiphany and I got this amazing magazine around the same time, like right at the beginning of the year. And it's just a magazine called In Her Studio. I don't even know why I picked it up. I think it was at Barnes and Noble or something. And it was like, we were in there one day and I like, oh my gosh, look at this. So I just bought this magazine and the whole thing is filled with pages of different women in their home studios or wherever they do their work. And it ranges from painters to hand um, crafters to all kinds of different people, like amazing people doing amazing things, jewelry makers, and just all of these people doing all these things. And I love to look at their studios, like where they do their work and they've got flowers hanging here. And I thought, wow, I mean, my office is already decorated and I keep changing things. I'm always moving things around and I have things, I have flowers and I have things here and, um, but I don't bring it into my work so much. So after this realization, after taking some time, and then I started speaking to a couple friends about it and I got, um, a recommendation to talk to a woman who's in a networking group with me. And we had a conversation a couple weeks ago about this entire thing. And she's like, this is what I do. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's actually somebody who does this and helps people <laughs> bring creativity into their business and into their lives more. And I thought, this is what I've been missing. You know, even though I've been doing loving coaching and loving doing my business, I've been missing these pieces of, of me that haven't had a chance to blossom in a really long time. And I find when I'm out in the garden and I'm digging or it doesn't even matter, or I'm crafting something like for Valentine's day, I made like the super easy little heart wreath with flowers that came from the dollar store. Like it was so inexpensive and fun. Like I already have all this stuff. If you saw my craft room, you would be like, oh my gosh, what in the world? And we got rid of so much stuff when I stopped homeschooling, but we still have like a hobby, a mini hobby lobby <laughs> in my back room, which is in our laundry room. There's so much stuff. There's paints and markers and clay and yarn and there's scrapbooking stuff. I did scrapbooking for a long time. Like I'm always doing, there's always some kind of projects that, and as I looked back over my life and these, my years as an adult, I'm thinking, and the times where I don't have that is the times where I feel um, more anxious. And just like I said, sort of more doing in this masculine energy of, you know, just working, working, working instead of having fun and having these other projects. And they're totally unrelated to my, my work obviously has nothing to do with me making a Valentine wreath and helping people with courses, but it relaxes me. It puts me in that flow and I get really good ideas. This is a reason I walk. And I think, thank God for that. I've always been a walker since I've been about 14 years old, maybe younger. My mom was always like trying to lose 10 pounds or something. And I started walking with her 
And I've always been walking ever since. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other night. It started off with my Sony Walkman, you know, with my little tapes, cassettes in there. And then it went to the Discman. <laughs> and then I went to my iPod Nano, then my iPod Touch, and then my iPhone with music or now I listen to audiobooks. but there's getting out into nature and walking is a big thing for me. And when I walk with my husband, sometimes he's like, you're walking so slow. And I'm like, am I, I don't think about like how fast I'm walking. I'm not like power walking, but I'm walking and looking around at the squirrels and the birds and what flowers are starting to come out and bloom and what's happening down the street. It's a very relaxing meditative state for me. I, I walked, I try to walk twice a day if I can depending on the weather. And I feel like at least that to me, I know that doesn't sound like a creative thing, but for me, it's my creative time where I can just walk, listen to some music or listen to nothing or listen to an audiobook, And I generate ideas. And the same happens when I work on a project. It's like all of the rest of life like disappears when I'm working on my knitting right now, I'm like arm knitting. It's really more like table knitting because I'm not doing it on my arm, but you know, it was big, chunky blankets. That's what I, I made for my sister-in-law. I guess that was last Christmas or maybe it was two Christmases ago. And um, I, I went out, once I discovered all of this, I um, went and got the Valentine's crafts and I bought some chunky yarn at the Hobby Lobby. And I have been doing it every, not every night, but I sit here while I watch a Netflix show or something and I do a couple rows and it's so relaxing and methodical. And I'm, it's sitting right over here beside me on my chair. And I look and I'm like, Hey, I'm making that. And I just think that's so cool. And while I do these projects, it just puts me into that flow state. So if you are like a closeted creative, or even if you just, you know, I knew I could do all of these things, but I didn't think of it, the awareness of what my business and my days were missing because I would feel like if I wasn't like sitting at my desk and doing something productive with business that I wasn't, I wasn't in flow or I wasn't doing the right things. But I realize now that by giving myself 20 minutes, you know, to go out into the garden or even fill the bird feeders up and listen to the birds chirping. Like, I'm so glad the birds are coming back I listened to them this morning, like, oh, it's so beautiful to hear the birds. I only need a few minutes of that. Of course, there are other days where I'm out in the garden weeding for like three hours, but those things help me in my business. Those things are who I am. And, and this woman, Manette, who I had a great conversation with, she's like, you need to start breaking this into your business. So you might see me um, highlighting a little bit more of these things and my social media. And that's why I'm talking about it here. And I, I always have flowers on my desk. And so now I'm like putting them on, you know, where people can see them on zoom and like just showing up with this bit of creativity and, um, it's who I am. And so I'm sort of pulling the curtain back and letting you guys see this. And I would love, if you want to chat with me about this, you can pop over on Facebook with me. And I'd love to, and you can pop into our group called Making Money with Courses. That's our public group where you can come over there. I have a post over there um, a, you know, that shows me with my knitting. And um, I ask, you know, what are you good at? Or are you doing something? And it doesn't have to be knitting. It could be something totally different that you think is a waste of time, 
But I want you to take a second look and see how does that refuel you? Maybe it's just yoga or walking or reading or writing. Is there something that you do that you love to do and maybe have always loved to do, but you keep putting it aside? I used to say this in my homeschool to my homeschool moms, you know, what is that thing that you keep putting on the back burner because you don't have time to get around to it, but by getting around to it, your whole life seems better and you're more joyful and it just makes everything flow. And sometimes it could be like a a night out with the girls for coffee or going to a book club. Like it could be anything. It's, at first to me, it felt like such a luxury. Like I'm wasting time over here doing something that's pointless or that I shouldn't even be doing. But now I see that it's part of who I am. And this refuels me so that when I come back to do my work and to coach people, I'm a better person. I'm a better coach. I'm a better mom and a better wife. (laughs) I'm just a better person because I'm happy and I'm joyful. And I feel like there's nothing missing where when I'm not doing these things, it feels like something is missing. And I try to fill that hole with more work and it becomes like a vicious cycle of you know, just working all the time or just feeling like I should be working all the time. And that's not my brand. Like I'm about work less, make more. So um, going to the beach and taking walks, I love to take the time off and I do take time off, but I tell you sometimes when I'm in this, when I'm not in this flow of doing the crafts and doing these creative things, I get into these short bouts of just thinking about work. It's like a forced thing. And so having the creativity is like, it's like a springboard, you know, it's like this, um, it's like the adding fuel to the gas tank, like your car can only go so far and having just 10 minutes to look through this magazine, I'm telling you that would did it for me. And I thought, wow, just it's, it felt so luxury. I remember getting that magazine and like keeping it sitting over there on my table and just give it and waiting until it was the right time. The anticipation of looking through that magazine to me was so exciting. And it it kind of made the whole thing um, even more. So just having those little moments of inspiration, motivation, creativity, or just like getting my juices flowing well, of course, my husband's going to probably freak out because I have all these projects I want to do now and I'm going to redo the gardens, but it also fuels my creativity in my business and how I can make things better for my clients and get them better results and add different things that will um, you know, really help them with their courses. So it's not just about you know, making my garden look better or you know, finishing this throw I'm making (laughs) that I'm I'm knitting, right? It is about a whole life and living the way I need to live so that I feel fulfilled and that I feel fueled and that I feel excited and inspired to do all the things I want to do, whether it's work or play or exercise or spend time with my family. So I just wanted to bring this. I know this doesn't directly have anything to do with courses, but it is about working less and making more because I am, have become already, and I've just seen the results from the last, when did I start doing these crafts? Like literally the middle of February. So it's only been a couple of weeks, <laughs> really. 
that I've been like, okay, I'm going to, you know, allow myself permission to do these things, even in the middle of the day. Like I don't have to wait till eight o'clock at night till I'm done with everything before I do this, I'm carving out time in the morning or I'm carving out time to go outside and work even throughout my day. That's the beauty of the way I've set up my business. And so I'm taking advantage of the way I've set up my business now to start adding some more of these creative projects. So what is it for you? You know, maybe it is something similar. Maybe you do love to craft or scrapbook or write or whatever. Um, or maybe it's just something else that you want to give yourself permission to do that really fuels you. What is that? And I mean, you can say, oh, but it's my business. And I understand that maybe it is helping people. And maybe it's that joy of getting results and helping people. But if there's something else that you've been denying yourself and, um, I know it's been a rough time for us. Like traveling is a big thing for me and I have not been able to do a lot of that. But I tell you, since the beginning of the year, we have already taken two trips to Florida. Um, and I'm like, well, we're going anywhere that I could possibly go, even if it's like two hours from here so that I could just see something different, get out of town, get into a warmer environment. I feel like there's always a way if you, you know, I know, and I know it's been, it's been rough and there's been a lot of lockdowns and things that where people's hands are tied, but how can you, even if traveling is your thing and you can't travel, can you spend an hour on Pinterest, creating a Pinterest board of all the favorite places that you want to go and look at flights and, you know, what can you do? It's like looking through my magazine just the anticipation and looking through the magazine had absolutely nothing to do with me. I was very passive, but I was looking, but while I was looking and reading, my mind was going and I was kind of getting into that flow of just looking at these other women's amazing spaces and their businesses and their passions for what they've done. And that even just that. So even if you can't physically do it, how can you bring something like this? And maybe it is reading, maybe it is um, baking or cooking or something like what could it be? And don't try not to deny yourself, see how you can bring this in so that you feel fulfilled. Think back to your childhood. What did you love to do? What, what do you see a pattern over the years of things that you little pockets of things. And it should have been so obvious to me when I look back at the amount of things that I have done, that's been very creative. And I'd even talk about like interior decorating and designing and just fashion itself with clothes and colors and so many things that I've done. It should have been glaringly obvious to me, but it wasn't. So that's why I'm bringing this out. Because like I said, at the beginning, sometimes those things that are right in front of us are the hardest things for us to see. And luckily taking that pause for those week or so around the new year and thinking about what I really love and then making that connection and then speaking to a couple people to help me solidify it. Cause just having the awareness is one thing, but actually starting to bring those things into fruition, like, okay, I'm a creative what do I want to do? I had no idea. I'm telling you, I literally went on Pinterest. It was a rainy Sunday and at probably the end of January, beginning of February. And I was like, okay, what should I do? And I watched all kinds of craft videos. I looked on Pinterest and I just started writing things down that looked exciting to me. And I thought, what could I do? It won't cost a lot of money and I can run out and get it and work on it 
today or tomorrow, like, you know, so that's what I did for myself. And then once the weather has broke here about a week or so ago, I've been out in the garden, just like I spent four hours, one afternoon weeding. I couldn't walk for two days after that, but it was such a joy. And I know weeding doesn't sound like it's a joy, but just to be in nature and to be outside, feel my hands in the dirt, picking those weeds. <laughs> it was just, it fueled me. So I want to bring this to you and I hope that this will help guide you to be better in your business, to be better in your courses, and just to be an all around more fulfilled, joyful person. All right. Until next time. See you then. Thanks so much for dropping in and spending time with me. Does your dream of working less seem a bit closer after that episode? Mine does. And I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and move you closer to your goals. And if you're wondering if you are ready to do this, hop over and take the Create Your Course quiz for instant results on your next step in the course process, createyourcoursequiz.com. Check the show notes for all the links at donnaashton.com forward slash podcast. Before you go, if you enjoyed the conversation, make sure to subscribe to the show to get new episodes each Thursday as they come out. And if you're on the Apple Podcast app and want to leave us a quick review and some love, that will help spread the word to motivate others to work less and make more.